Hello and welcome to Christmas Day, a Brett's Old Sun radio show. It's the 25th of December 2023 and I'd like to say a very happy Christmas to you, your family and all of your loved ones. Welcome to our home here in beautiful Lime Bay. Thank you for joining us once again, especially today on Christmas Day for another episode of Brett's Old Sun radio show. And I have to say, we are very privileged. We're in idyllic settings and we're looking out across the bay. We've got the Christmas lights on and it is just perfect. We've had a lovely day today. We've had family around for Christmas dinner, which has been brilliant. And we've all eaten too much. And now we're just chilling out and uh, kicking back. I will say I have chosen you a fantastic episode of Hancock's Half Hour today, which I know you are going to love. If you're on your own today, then we're sending our love to you. Absolutely. And you're in our prayers. I hope that you'll enjoy our latest episode. I'm Brett. I'm your host for our Nighttime Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Check out our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. They're all called Brett's Old Time Radio Show. If you can follow us, it will be brilliant. Time now for some Christmas comedy. Courtesy of Tony Hancock, Sidney James, Bill Kerr and Hattie Jakes. This is an episode from Series 6. It's episode 13 and it's called The Christmas Club. Happy Christmas. We present Tony Hancock, Sidney James, Wilfred Babbage, Hugh Morton and Frank Partington in... <sighs> Hancock's Half Hour. <laughs> what are you looking so pleased about? Today is December the 22nd. A big day, Sid, a big day... I am looking so pleased because tonight is the annual share-out of the Hand and Reckitt Slate Club. Oh, I didn't know you belonged to that. <laughs> I know you don't. You don't think I was going to tell you, do you? You'd have had it all out by Easter. <laughs> now, mate, this year I'm making sure we have the necessary finance to provide a Christmas fair befitting a gourmet of my capacity. We're not having a repetition of last year. Three and six between us. Well, we managed a Christmas dinner out of it. A Christmas dinner, he says. Turkey feet and chips. <laughs> and I compare that to the splendour and elegance of the Christmases of my childhood at Hancock Towers. The servants lined up on the great winding staircase, bowing in turn as I passed them on my way to the great hall, where stood the 60-foot Christmas tree, heavy with presents. The whole family seated round the 40-foot-long refractory table. My father at the door, passing out sovereigns to all the gardeners and the skivvies. The, <laughs> the butler, supervising the serving of the dinner, lifting up the huge silver tureen, and there underneath it, lo and behold... Turkey feet and chips. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Chickens, geese, ducks, turkeys, pheasants, sides of beef, dirty great hands, legs of pork, puddings, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Lying about for days we were, unable to move. <laughs> That's why I went in the slate cup to try and recapture some of that. Every time I've had a brown ale at the hand and racket, I've put another sixpence in the club. Tell me, you must have about a hundred and fifty nicker to collect. Are you insinuating that I'm a drunkard? <laughs> no, let's face it. On a Saturday night, you don't waste any time, do you? You're like a juggler in there some nights. One up, one down, one in your hand. <laughs> that is not true. I do not drink any more than any other member of the crib team. Well, you don't. Never get your matchsticks in the hole if your hands are a bit shaky. 
I must admit I've got a goodly sum to come, boy, enough to make this Christmas a real table creaker. What time's a share out, then? Uh, half past six. Oh, he's cunning, that bloke, isn't he? Open at six, shared out half past six, or be in the till by half past ten. Well, mine won't. Mine's coming out and straight down the supermarket first thing in the morning. <laughs> Pulling half a dozen wire prams behind me, all loaded up. <laughs> it's going to look like wagon trains setting off. <laughs> Somebody at the door. Well, if it's carol singers, tell them somebody's just been. If it's been carol singers, we'd have heard them singing. Not round here, boy. <laughs> Kids don't sing on spec these days. They want to see the colour of your money before they open their mouths. <laughs> They've got a price list round here. God rest ye merry gentlemen, half a dollar. <laughs> we three kings of Orient are, shilling a verse or five verses for three and six. <laughs> yeah, they don't sing for the enjoyment of it these days. Money mad they are, it's a sign of the times. Do you know the choir boys were out in a wildcat strike last week? <laughs> right in the middle of Polly Clackett's wedding. <laughs> the vicar's negotiating with them at the moment. They're putting it up for arbitration. <laughs> it's not right. When you get six-year-old kids picket in the church, I don't know what the world's coming to. Well, go on, open the door. No, let them knock it out. Ah, oh, come on, answer it. It's not my turn. It is your turn. <laughs> Well, I'm not getting up, boy. You pinch my seat. I will not pinch your seat. Yes, you will. You always try and get nearest the fire. <laughs> I wonder who it is. <laughs> well, I don't know. Could be anybody. Yeah, I suppose it could. <laughs> well, one of us would have got might be important. Yeah, it might be. Well, go on then, open it. No, no, you open it. Go on, you open it. No, no, they've probably gone away by now anyway. <laughs> oh. No, they haven't, they haven't. They're still there. So they are. Yes. I wonder who it is. <laughs> Might be the milkman. No, he's been. Oh, yes. I wonder if it's Mrs Biggs. Now, that's a thought. It might be her, mightn't it? Yeah. Sounds like her knock. <laughs> yes, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> I wonder what she wants. Oh, how do I know? Go and find out. Now it might not be her. <laughs> no, that's true. I can't think who else it could be. You know, neither can I. Well, go and see who it is then. I tell you, it's not my turn. Oh, for crying out loud, what difference does it make whose turn it is? You're so petty, Sid. That's your trouble. You've got a little mind. Well, you go then. No, why should I? <laughs> ah, well, I can knock all night as far as I'm concerned. I am not shifting. And neither am I. <laughs> must be important for him to keep on knocking like that. <laughs> yeah, it must be. I mean, I wouldn't keep on knocking like that if nobody answered. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it would depend on what you wanted, wouldn't it? Yes, that's true, that is true. Yes, yes, I can't argue there, no. No, be fair, no, fair dues all round. Yes, you're quite right, that is very true, no. You've never said a truer word and I admire you for it, but then again, that's very true. You've made your point, there's no doubt about that, yes. But, if you've got no answer after all that time, I mean, one can only conclude, looking at it by and large, that they're out and go away. <laughs> Not necessarily. I mean, well, they could be in the backyard having a bath. I mean, well, you... I mean, you wouldn't get out of a hot bath dripping wet just to go and open the front door, would you? We're not in a bath, are we? No, but he doesn't know that, the bloke who's knocking. No, that's true, that's very true. Yes, you're quite right there, yes. Yes, fair enough. Yes. Very well worked out, indeed. Oh, that's true. <laughs> he, uh, it might be Bill. Oh, Bill Kerr? No, he's in Australia. Well, it might be a present from him. Well, that's not worth getting up for. <laughs> I don't want another boomerang. <laughs> oh, I don't suppose it's anybody. You'd have thought he'd have gone by now, wouldn't you? Well, whoever it is, he's dead anxious to see you. No, no, mind you, he might not want to see me. He might be knocking at the wrong house. Well, I don't know. I'd go and see it if I was you. You might regret it for the rest of your life if you don't. No, 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 no. You'll pinch my chair. I won't pinch your chair, I promise. All right, all right. Go on, say it. Say what? You know what? Go on, just say it. Oh, blimey, no. That's daft. Go on, say it. You were sincere, you'd say it. Now, go on. If I pinch your chair, I hope to die in a cellar full of rats. <laughs> go on, go on, say it. No, I'm not going to say that. Ah, you're frightened it might happen, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm not going. Oh, all right, I'll say all it. All right, say it properly, with your hand over your heart. Oh, blimey. Hope to die you in... You haven't a... got your fingers crossed. <laughs> What a nag you are. Hope to die in a cellar full of rats. There. All right, then I'm taking the chair with me just in case. <laughs> Who was it? Nobody has gone. <laughs> well, you see that? We'll never know who it was now, you lazy great lump. Hello? He's come round the back. <laughs> I wonder who it is. Oh, don't start all that again. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm coming. Oh, you're in then. Oh, uh, good evening, Constable. Uh, is there anything wrong? I, I haven't uh, contravened any regulations, have I? Uh, you haven't called about the wireless licence, have you? It's in the post. It, actually, the set's broken. I, I'm, not, I'm not actually using it. Uh, it's been gone for months. I, I never listened to, uh, to it. This is the BBC I... light programme. Here's the news. Turn that thing off! <laughs> yes. It's next door, they're very thin walls. That it, it, it's, it's my, my friend, he's mended it. He's a mechanic, you know. He's a marvel with electrical apparatus. He's a wonder. Well done, Sid. Yes, yes, we'll send it off immediately. I haven't called about the wireless licence, sir. Oh. Oh, well, we won't bother then. I'm not on official business. It's nothing to do with the law. Oh, well, in that case, Merry Christmas. Do come in. Have a glass of sherry. Well, I shouldn't really, sir. Oh, I, um... come on now. Come on, fill your helmet up. <laughs> Sid, Sid, it's the police. 
Sid. <laughs> Sid. Sid. It's a friendly visit. Nothing to do with the look. Oh, here he comes. What are you doing in the wardrobe? <laughs> I, well, I, uh, I just climbed in to hang up ties. <laughs> Evening, officer. Good evening, sir. I'm sorry to bother you, gentlemen, but I'm calling on behalf of the Police Benevolent Fund. By heavens, yes. An admirable organisation. I'm all for it. I didn't know we were qualified. Well, it couldn't have come at a better time. How much are we actually getting? Oh, yeah. I think you misunderstand, sir. I called to ask you if you care to make a donation. We're making a special Christmas collection. Oh, ah, yes. Ah, yeah. Well, we, we give something to you. Yes, I see. Well, I'd, I'd very much like to. Good. But, you know, I, wait a minute, I hadn't finished, had I? <laughs> Christmas is, of course, a very hard time for some people. Well, exactly, and that's why we're coming round asking. I mean for the ones that are being asked. <laughs> I mean, we've got a lot of expenses and times have been very hard, and I know that many people have never had it so good, but believe me, I have. <laughs> I have many times. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll leave the envelope with you and give what you can and another constable will call round tomorrow and collect it. Well, I wouldn't bother. There must be plenty of things for great strapping policemen to do than collect empty envelopes. <laughs> well, uh, I hope it won't be empty, sir. Especially now your clever friends mended that wireless set and you haven't got the licence yet. <laughs> if you see what I mean. Oh, I do, I do. <laughs> yes, it's driven straight home, that has. <laughs> Well, tomorrow, then. Thank you, sir. Here's the envelope. Yes. It's a big one, isn't it? <laughs> I think the dustman's at it this year. Well, uh, I'll bid you a good day. Merry Christmas. Thank you, thank you. Can I uh, have the sherry glass back, please? Pardon? In your pocket. Oh, oh yes, an oversight. Yes, yeah, just like us with the radio licence. <laughs> good day to you. <laughs> I knew we shouldn't have opened the door. You didn't say much, did you? Well, there's not much point. I never believe any of my statements. <laughs> You're not going to put anything in that envelope, are you? Well, I haven't got any choice, have I? I must have my radio over Christmas. I'll miss London calling the Commonwealth. Come in Canada. Greetings to our cousins in Australia. Are you there, Zanzibar? <laughs> Come in the Beachyhead Lighthouse. <laughs> I can't miss all that. I sit there with a mouthful of pudding and my atlas in front of me and a lump in my throat. I couldn't. I know, I'll give him half a quid out of me slate club. I won't miss it. Just have to do without me box of Algerian dates. I never eat them anyway. I always lose the plastic fork. Let's get down the hand and rack it. We don't want to miss the share out. What's the time? Five to six. Right, well, we'll wait till five past. Give him a chance to draw off last night's bitter. I'd like to see some bubbles on the top of it, not just lying there, stagnating. <laughs> dear, oh dear, look at him, what a mob. He hasn't been this full since the church outing. They're all down here for the share-out. It looks to me as though they've had the share out. This is most worrying. Where's the treasurer? Where's Bert Stringer? Has anybody seen Bert Stringer? Hello, Mr. Hancock. What are you having? Not now. Where's Bert Stringer? Don't know. He hasn't turned up yet. Nobody had their money. Not yet. Where's those two blokes we had following him? They haven't turned up either. He's bribed them. They've hopped it. I feel faint. I feel faint. I've come over weak. Give him a small port. Not too much lemon, please. <laughs> That's better. 
Well, who's going to ring Interpol? Hello, hello, hello. Merry Christmas, all. Santa Claus is here. Bert! Good old Bert! Oh, Bert Stringer, you've come back then. Come to throw yourself on our mercy. I've heard it all before. You're a respectable man. You don't know what happened. You had a blackout. You didn't know what came over you. The temptation was too great. I know. I've heard it all before. Well, I'm going straight to the police. What are you talking about? Have you got the Slate Club money or not? Yes, of course I have. Oh, what do you have in there? Oh. <laughs> the usual, a pint. Right, a pint of whiskey for Bert. <laughs> right, well, uh, let's get at the share out then. Right, we'll get around. We'll get the table up. Any club cards ready? Any Perkins? £33.10. Arthur Bateman, £29. Fred Nutting, £35.2 and six. Mr. Anthony Hancock, three and nine. <laughs> three and nine? I've been putting in since last Christmas. <laughs> that's just a joke, boy. That's all just a joke. It's Christmas. Have a little laugh. Haven't you got a sense of humour? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. Not when it comes to money. Now, come on. How much have I got? Whack it out, boy. £59, 8 and 11. I think you've made a mistake. Oh, I don't think so. I know so. Check it again. You've made a mistake. 20, 40, 50, 59. £59, pounds, 8 and 11 pence, 8 me. Thank you. <laughs> all right, drinks all round. It is not drinks all round. Give me that money back. Oh, come on, Ebenezer. Come on, it's Christmas. Lash out a bit. I'll lash out all right at the first man who orders a drink. Quite enough unexpected expenses as it is. Ten bob in the police benevolent fund and that is the lot. I've denied myself pleasures all year to have a good Christmas. Come, Sydney, let us leave these Hogarthian grotesques to the delights of their gin palaces. <laughs> One red paper chain, one green one, one blue one. You got any more glue? Here you are. You've got two red ones together there. Why don't you pay attention? Does it matter? Does it matter? Of course it matters. <laughs> What's the point of having a predetermined pattern if you're going to put two red ones together? But no taste at all. Just sticks them together and hopes for the best. Right, when you've hung them up, break that bar of chocolate up and put it in a bowl on the sideboard. <laughs> Five fags in the wine glass. Last year's nuts out the larder and we're all set. <laughs> and it's tidings of comfort and joy. <laughs> comfort and joy. Do you mind? Do you mind shut it up? I'm doing my best. You might well, at least <laughs> alert the tune. <laughs> well, blog, it's not much, is it? Man does not live by nuts alone, you know. Beautifully put. That is why I'm going out shopping. Lest you wait, I shall come back laden. Fifty-nine pounds worth of assorted belt strainer. Marvellous. <laughs> oh, here. By the way, that, that copper come round, I give him the envelope. <sighs> Ten shillings down the drain. I'll have to cross the tin of chocolate fingers off the list. Well, I'll see you later. Where's the envelope? What envelope? Well, the Slate Club envelope, the envelope with the £59, and I put it on the mantelpiece. Where is it? Well, it's still up there. Have a look. No, no, no. That's the Police Benevolent Fund envelope. <laughs> I thought they'd call for it. Oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> you haven't... Tell me you haven't seen Please, I couldn't bear that. 
You've moved it, haven't you? You're playing about with me, aren't you? You're just having a little game. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You've got it in your pocket, haven't you? The policeman didn't really call it. He said, Sid, you haven't... I wonder why he looked so pleased when he looked in it. Stone me. I should think he would look pleased. 59 quid out of the blue like that. Now, Hancock, keep calm. Don't upset yourself. Put that statue down. Don't do anything you're going to be sorry for. Oh, I won't be sorry. I'm going to enjoy it. You deserve this. No jury in the world could convict me. A man's Christmas savings given to a policeman. Now, hold your head still. Now, they haven't got everything. <laughs> There's still the ten bob you took out of the slate club and put in their envelope. And what's that going to buy me? Half a box of Japanese bonbons. <laughs> Stop dodging round the table and come here. I demand you do the decent thing and receive a bashing. <laughs> now, put that thing down, Hancock. We can go to the police station and explain that a mistake has been made. They'll understand. They'll give it back to us. Oh, yes, I can see him doing that. Please, can we have our £59 back and here's ten bob for your trouble? <laughs> well, at least we can have a try. Well, I'm not going. You go. No. On second thoughts, if they gave it to you, I'd never see it again anyway. <laughs> All right, come on and mind that Christmas tree. I don't want a carpet full of needles. Oh, he's hopeless. <laughs> Good morning, Sergeant. A Merry Christmas to you. You can't have it back. Oh. <laughs> I see you, you know what we're here for. I can guess. Yes, well, my name is Anthony Hancock. This gentleman's name we is... We know what his name is. Yes, of course, you would do. <laughs> I won't take up too much of your valuable time, but, of course, you must have realised that a slight mistake has been made. What mistake? Well, a young member of your constabulary called this morning, a charming, rosy-cheeked young lad, a credit to the force... But inadvertently, he was given the wrong envelope, and we found to our astonishment that we'd given you our Christmas money. What do you want me to do about it? Give it back to me. I'm sorry. We haven't any machinery for returning money. It's gone through the accounts, been added up. You'll be getting a receipt and a letter of thanks first thing in the morning. I don't want a letter of thanks. You can't buy anything with that. I want me £59. Wait, 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 wait. Let me have a word with him. Look, Adrian. <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> Look, Adrian, we've been business rivals for many years now. Friendly competition. With, I hope, a great amount of respect on either side. That's true, Sid. And you wouldn't want me to spread it around that you have whipped 59 knicker off a bloke who only meant to give you ten bob, would you? No, I wouldn't, Sid. I don't suppose you'd want me to spread it around about you copping the ten quid for grassing on Charlie the Topper, would you? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Well, happy Christmas. Come on, Hancock, let's go and have our turkey feet and chips. Wait a minute, I'm not going to be put off by Charlie the Chopper. The gentleman has no axe to grind on me. I want me £59. Look, this collection was taken in all good faith to give the needy of this baron a happy Christmas. We give them a party every year in the station canteen. Well, if I don't get my £59 back, you can put two more chairs there. <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. Look, it was obviously a mistake. Look, here's the police benevolent fund envelope. Oh, thank you very much, sir. Just a minute. <laughs> Further donation from Mr Hancock, ten shillings. That's very kind of you, sir. But I didn't give you that. You did? I've got it down. Look. I was showing you the mistake. You're supposed to give me the £59 back now. I'm sorry, sir. We've no machinery for returning money. No machinery. With the money you've had off me, you could buy an engineering work. <laughs> well, if that's all, sir, I'm a very busy man. I shall tell the needy about your generous contribution to their festivities, and on Christmas Day, I've no doubt, they'll propose a toast. I'll never mind about proposing one. Tell him to send a few slices round. It'll be much more helpful. <laughs> Do you realise, my good man, that we will now be completely without sustenance over the whole of the Christmas period? 
Oh, well, I'm glad you told me that, sir. I shall detail a man to knock at your door at periodical intervals to make sure you're all right. If you don't answer after the third knock, I'll call an ambulance. <laughs> all right? Thank you very much. Not at all. That's what you pay us for. Look after your interests. Good day, sir, and a Merry Christmas. Well, do you want to listen to London call in the Commonwealth? <laughs> no. <sighs> and they start talking about parties going on in ships and aeroplanes. Christmas puddings on the beach in Australia. No, I don't want to hear it. Oh, I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, I'm starving. Pass me another nut. <laughs> They've all gone. I've only had three, you glutton. <laughs> Who, me? Yes, you. I've heard you. Those crackers have been going away like castanets all morning. <laughs> you sure there's nothing in the larder? Well, there's a packet of nutmeg. <laughs> One of those little cubes that give a meal man appeal. <laughs> Charming. Of course, I blame all this onto you. If you only knew how lucky you are, there's no cannibalism in this country. <laughs> I've been having hallucinations, I'm so hungry. And the picture's always the same. Your head stuck on a plate with an apple in your mouth. <laughs> I'm going off my rocker, I'm sure I am. I can hear music. Wait, 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 I've been thinking. I saw a Charlie Chaplin picture once. But he was so hungry, he made a stew out of his boot and he ate it. He twiddled the laces round like spaghetti and he pulled the nails out like bones. I am not interested in what Charlie Chaplin did in a film. This is real life. It's a different cup of tea altogether. I wonder how long they'd take if we cut him into strips and fried him like rashers. <laughs> and got the nutmeg up. Oh, it might be... No, what am I saying? It just shows you it doesn't matter how intellectual you are. There's no limit to what you'll do when your ribs are rattling. <laughs> when I think of that feast we had last year, turkeys, feet and chips. <laughs> we didn't realise how lucky we were. All right, never mind, boy. Let's pull a cracker. Oh, don't be so childish. But it might be a jelly bean in it or something. <laughs> That's true, yes. All right, right. I'm weak. You'll have to pull hard. <laughs> Ready? Pull. Just my luck, he gets the end with the hat in it. <laughs> oh, look! What? A little pair of scales. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh, mate. Don't laugh. In a couple of days' time, we'll be able to stand on them without moving it. <laughs> it's that copper checking up again. We're all right, go away! Can't be him. He goes away when we yell out. Of course it's him. He's trying to have a game with us. Oh, I'll have something to say to him. Now, listen, you, if you do that again, I'll pull your helmet right down over your ears. Oh, hello, vicar. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas, Mr Hancock. Yes, oh, yes, yes, isn't it? it I'm, uh, I'm calling on behalf of the Vicarage Benevolent Fund. We're holding a party for the needy of the parish tonight. I wonder if you care to contribute some food. How are you taking them, Mickey? <laughs> Mickey, no, I don't believe he's coming. <laughs> well, uh, can I put you down for a pudding? By all means. Can you bring it over straight away? A little drop of custard. Sit the jug! 
I don't quite follow. I'm starving. We haven't got a bite to eat in here. We're in a terrible state. Oh, dear, that is unfortunate. You've no food at all. Nothing. It's not a scrap. Oh, well, I'm sorry I troubled you then. I'll go next door and see if they can give me something. Merry Christmas. Come back. You won't get anything from me next Harvest Festival. You can get your string of onions from somewhere else. <laughs> well, that's it. I've pulled my last bell for him. You'll get no more nine tailors out of me. The times are nearly gone through the rafters, hanging on the end of that rope. <laughs> Next door's dinner wafting in. Oh, I'm sorry, Sid. I just can't get over it. The welfare state, and there's too many here who haven't got a crystallized tangerine to call their own. I think the best thing for us to do is to each wrap ourselves up in a blanket, roll over, and hope for the best. some food here somewhere. Haven't you had enough? I beg your pardon? It's always the same every Christmas. We get so many of these cases. It's disgusting. Overindulgence, eating themselves sick. It's disgusting. But you've got it all wrong. No, I haven't. We looked around your house. There isn't a scrap of food left in the place. We've got through the lot. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. But you're wrong, Doc. We haven't had Don't talk to me. I've got no sympathy for you people. No solids for these two for three days, nurse. Put them on the starvation diet. Give them an injection. Good day to you. Come back up. Sister, have you got a biscuit? Oh, what's the use? Go on, get it over with. Go on, shove the needle in, get it over with. Put me out of my misery. And if I don't come round by January the 1st, Happy New Year to you. That was Hancock's Half Hour, starring Tony Hancock, with Sidney James, Wilfred Babbage, Hugh Morton and Frank Partington. Theme and incidental music composed and conducted by Wally Stott. Alan Simpson and Ray Gordon wrote the script, and the production which was recorded was by Tom Ronald. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our Christmas episode of Hancock's Half Hour. And don't forget, we'll be back with more festive offerings tomorrow with Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson. That's going to be going live at 5pm GMT. As I mentioned, we've got a supporter page at patreon.com forward slash Brett's Old Time Radio Show. 
Thanks for listening. I'll be with you seven days a week, each and every week, and I'll see you tomorrow for Boxing Day on Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Love you, bye, and a very happy Christmas. <laughs>